All right, everybody, welcome to episode 14 of the Bobbycast. This is uh, kind of an experimental episode. It's kind of back to episode number one a little bit because we have no guest on purpose because we don't even know if this will, will be heard anywhere or work. I have moved into my new house. I am in a new studio, which is just a bedroom in the house. Quite larger, I do say, than the other room, right? We were kind of cramped in the yeah, other place. A bit. Got a couch in here. Oh, Amy's calling. <laughs> Let's see what's happening here. Yes, Amy. Uh, you're on the podcast right now. Oh, hey. Oh, I just had to tell you that. I mean, I just did everything to run through the teleprompter. It was great. Okay, by the way, Amy's doing an event with Lauren Elena tonight, and she's never used a prompter before. Okay. And so I, I, I was giving her a pep talk earlier today on how to use a prompter. Okay, go ahead. We're listening. <laughs> so I feel like I did okay, but guess what the name of the studio is, where I am, and where we're broadcasting live from. What was it called? <laughs> it's called... Aurora. Oh, you can't. She can't say R's, oh, no. and that was the thing. Aurora. Aurora. It's Aurora. It's Aurora Studios. Oh no. Aurora Borealis. And so I have to say that like. It's just you know, she has in the in uh, the thing like a lot, and so the first like we ran through it about four times. Finally, on the fourth time, I didn't really mess up. But I mean, I kid you not, the first time I did it, I couldn't say Aurora. Aurora, and I could. I had a little in ear thing in my ears, and yeah. I felt like I could hear the people in the pro- producer room or whatever being like oh my gosh where did you find this girl <laughs> uh okay so here's what you do now. here this is what you just, this, this is I how you do it though slow. yes go as <laughs> it's gonna feel like it's so slow to you but it's really not on the parts that you struggle with like yesterday okay. when i was doing stuff at saint jude i was having i was having trouble with the word donate just because i was yeah. saying it too fast in the words so do it really slow and and uh-huh. break it up uh Roar, uh, uh. yeah. So Aurora <laughs> Studios, and it won't sound weird. So say it right now. Uh, well, not that slow. Don't <laughs> don't break it like that. But but do it like you're gonna say it. Say, hey, it's Amy. We're at Aurora Studios. Go ahead. Hey, it's Amy. We're at Aurora Studios. That sounds perfect. Like I'm telling you, really? it it may okay. feel like it's too slow, but it's perfect. Oh, okay. It's better to say it slower because no one's gonna really pick it up anyway. That, and not mess it up and be like, we're all studios. Um, so, by the way, real quick, uh, we're, we're doing, would you have to go right now or can you hang out for a yeah, second? Had, no, I'm getting my makeup done, but I had no idea you were recording a podcast right now. That's okay. What I'm doing, though, is because we're lucky about this podcast. It was We have sponsors now, and Blue Apron's one of the sponsors. Oh, yeah. Would you like to talk about how you use Blue Apron and your, yourself? Right well, no, it's, no, it's not a spot, but I mean, they're a sponsor. You're on. You use Blue Apron. Basically, you don't even have to think. It just shows up, and it has everything already measured and, like, every ingredient you need. It's not like, oh, i got to run to the store. No, you have it all, and then you just, bam. Like, anybody can cook with this. And cook really good stuff. Right. You could could impress your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your whatever. There you you go. You could impress your boss. There you go. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. And right now, you check out the menu, get your first three meals for free with free shipping, blueapron.com slash bobby, blueapron.com slash bobby. And like I said, I'm glad you called because you... Uh, you, yeah, you do whatever you want. I mean, you get the first three meals free. Um, we, we do use, we use Blue Apron before we ever... Um, like we're partners with them and they were like, Hey, we want to sponsor the podcast. So anyway, I'm glad that you talked good about them because they they were the first people, them and 
sleep number were like, we want to sponsor the Bobbycast. My, my sleep number is 40. Yeah, by the way, it's like two. Listen, <laughs> we, here's the thing about the show, too, is I have Amy on the phone. We don't have to endorse things. Even this is like, let's, let's step away. We're not doing a commercial or anything right now. But the lucky thing about our job is that we don't have to endorse anything if we don't want to. We, 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 if we don't use it or know someone that loves it, like we don't have to, which by the way, Amy, I have a tank, I have a tank top on right now and I have like, I have to go to Idol Image and get my shoulders done. I'm, I'm turning, I'm turning into a gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I've told you that for a while. I mean, my, wait, that's not, that's rude. First of all, you told me what to go to Idol Image or I'm turning into a gorilla. No, to go to Ideal Image. So I need to get, cause I don't have back hair, but I'm getting this shoulder weird stuff and it looks it's not pleasant and how am i supposed okay. to how am i supposed to get a girlfriend with this we have a special friend i know but whatever <laughs> i i don't let me just not the sponsor of this but they are a sponsor of the radio show and amy does go and has been but anything else going on so you're doing the lauren elena thing tonight at what studio aurora yeah aurora live aurora live aurora live aurora live Aurora Live. Yeah, Aurora so Live. Watch it live. Yeah, how to, well, it's a podcast, so people aren't going to be able to watch it live right now. Oh, never mind. So, okay. Uh, if you need anything, uh, let me know. Uh, you'll do great. I swear to you. Just memorize it. That way, if you fall off the prompter, you already know what you're talking about. Okay. Got it? You feel good? Yeah. Okay. Aurora. <laughs> let me know if you need anything. I'll, I'll be up. I got, I'm doing the uh, Garth Snapchats after this, so I'll be up for a while. Okay. All right. All right, there's Amy who called. She came after the show today. So, a couple things, a few things. Um, we finished the show today, and Amy came up to me. And she was like, "Hey, I have to work a, a prompter. I've never done it before. Can you give me some advice?" And so, what a prompter is? What a news anchor uses? A teleprompter. I mean, it's just a screen with words, but it's like on the camera, and people can't tell you're looking at it for the most part. And so she's like, well, "What do I do?" Because there are words I can't say. Amy has trouble with her R's and some yeah. of her W's. And I was like, well, go through, have them send what they're putting in the prompter, and you rewrite it in your own language. I said, because I use prompters a lot, right? I use prompters, and I use ears. And the weird thing about ears is they talk to you while you're talking. And at first, it's really crazy because you'll be like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, hey, you need to move over here. Take three steps to the left. Okay, say this, say this. But you have to listen to it while you're talking at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's weird, right? And so... She's not doing the ear thing, but you're also reading a prompter. And I was like, have them send to you what they have written and just write it in your own words. And it's funny that she calls and says, she did that, but you can't change the name of yeah. a studio. <laughs> so it's Aurora Studios. So that's like a real call. That's what I So we, we, we actually had about 30 minutes, nice pep talk, got her ready to go. And then she got Aurora Studios <laughs> of everything. Um, so, okay. So here we are. On what episode is this? I've, I've completely lost my train of thought 14. because of that call. Episode 14. Um, we're here. I just got back. I was at a Kelsey Ballerini number one party. Now, it was Kelsey's third number one. Peter Pan went number one probably four or five weeks ago, I think. So they had a number one party. It's her third number one in a row. It's actually the first female country artists have her first three songs go number one I've only ever been to two number one parties in my entire life here in Nashville and number one parties happen every all the time because every week there's a new number one it's annoying but I say it's annoying because in other formats songs stay number one longer yeah. in this format it's like okay number one let's go to the next one number one and that part annoys the crap out of me 
Like Taylor Swift will stay number one for eight weeks yeah. on top 40, and she rightfully should. And I think there are songs in the country that should stay number one for much longer than they do. Whatever, the system thing. So I don't go to number one parties because I don't do a lot of industry stuff, meaning if I stay out of all of the labels and management and artists and, hey, it's great. First of all, I hate small talk. I'm terrible at it. Hey, how you doing? Good. Okay. I don't know how to get out of conversations. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got nothing. I got, I got nothing to talk about. Like, I'm just not good at it. I'm awkward whenever I'm not in front of a microphone. So that part I don't like. And then, two, it's like, I don't want to be out at these parties and, like, be, I don't know. You just feel like you – sometimes they'll, like, you, they'll do trips. Sometimes you're getting – you're not only part of the click of – I don't know. I just I don't want to be part of that. Like I want to be completely impartial and objective to music. And so, anyway, my point is, I've only ever been to two number one parties. Kelsey Ballerini, whenever she had "Love Me Like You Mean It," her very first number one, and then Peter Pan, this one here. And I wasn't gonna go to this one, but like as far as like like OGs go, like Kelsey is like one of the originals, and Kelsey and I are close, and we spent a lot of time together way early, like. You know, and we're on the same record label, and we've had some really great times. I'm going to pull her in one day, and we'll share stories, and we'll do podcasts. We had a rough period for a bit, too. But, like, she's like, you know, it's like you're close friends. You can fight with them, but you go back to being their close friend again. And so we're totally awesome now. Um, but, yeah, I was so she texted me, what is today, Wednesday? On Sunday or Monday, she was like, I don't know, you don't come out. Please come to this party. And I was like, I'm probably not going to come. She texted me again the next day. Please come to this party. I said, what time is it? 7 o'clock? I'm not coming. She goes, no, it's at 5. And I was like, oh, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> A 5 p.m. party? <laughs> and so uh, I was like, oh, Kelsey's pretty much. The only, again, I've only ever been to one. So I say she's pretty much. She's the only, there just aren't many people that would go to one of these things for and also, to be honest, it's, it's, she, we're on the same record label. Like, it's Kelsey and I basically on the label. But, like, again, as far as artists go, Kelsey and I are probably as close as any, I am with any artist, um, aside from, like, Eddie. So, <laughs> um, I, go, I get in my car, and the party's at 5 o'clock. Is that my email or your email going off? It's you. Oh, God. That's what This thing never stops. <laughs> so, I get in my car. Let me turn this. Let me see. Uh, okay. I get out of my car. I'm just turning this off. And it's at f- 5, so I think I'm going to get there. I'm going to drive downtown to the party. And it's 20 minutes. It's traffic, so I, I type the name into my GPS, and it says 51 minutes. Oh. It wasn't downtown. It was an airport hangar because... A Peter Pan and flying. Yeah, they went and they rented a hangar of an airport, and so it was on the other <laughs> side of town. Airport, crazy traffic. It started at five. I left at four. My GPS said I was getting there at four fifty-seven. You know I hate being late. Yeah. So I'm fighting traffic. I hate it. Like for those of you guys that are listening now that have to have, that have normal life, like I'm so disconnected from you guys when it comes to traffic because I don't know it. I don't experience it. I get up at three in the morning. I go to work when it's dark and there's nobody on the roads. Like, all I'm doing is fighting drunks. So, 
I get to work fine. It takes me seven minutes in the morning. It takes me about ten on the way home, and that's around lunchtime. So I never experience traffic. I it sucked. I would just not work. <laughs> I think I would just not work and just sit in traffic the whole time like I did today. Everybody's miserable. Everybody's looking around at each other. We're like, ugh. So anyway, I got there. I walked in to the room at 4.59. Wow, you made it. I made it. <laughs> and then apparently it was such a far thing that people didn't know that they, they didn't start until like 5.15 anyway. <laughs> but I was there. I was on time. And there were probably... I don't know if people were there. A good amount of people there. And I saw Kelsey and talked to her for a bit. But I was like, listen, you're not, uh, don't feel like you have to entertain me. Like, this is like a wedding. You have to go and, you know, when you're the bride and the groom, you have to go and, like, thank everybody. And so, um, then I got, I put on my Snapchat. And then I, you know, she got her award. I was there. They played. It was good. It was cool. It was really cool. So, that's what I just did. I went to um, Kelsey Ballerini's number one party for this song. I did. I had a small talk with people. Oh, awful. I saw some people that I really liked, though. I did see a couple people that I liked. Like uh, Chris DiStefano, uh, really, really like big writer in town. Written tons of number one songs. Um, like Something in the Water from Carrie Underwood. Like, I mean, he's written... He, so I saw him, and he was wearing a Pimp and Joy hat. And I was like, dude, stop <laughs> talking about. So I talked to him for a bit. Yeah, he's really nice. I saw Nikita. She was there. I think Nikita just looks for something to do. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then they finished and hopped in the car and drove back home. So that, that's, that puts us here. I actually had another thing I was, was going to talk about, but I was just told I couldn't quite yet. You know the thing we built the email address for? Oh yeah. I've got this big announcement that I've just been holding and waiting. Like I said about a month ago that I had three big announcements and I've only been able to make one of those three. That, the first one was that our, our kids record was coming out. The other two I haven't been able to make yet. And I thought we were going to make it tonight. On the Bobby cast because we need help doing something, but I was told not to do it yet. Mm. I I said I talked to uh, my babysitter slash manager, which I, I should explain that too. But she was like, "You can't do it right now," and I was like, "Why?" She goes, "There are rules," and I was like, uh, "I'm gonna ask for forgiveness, not permission." And she was like, "No." So I listened to her and I said, "I give you one podcast time." So you have to in one <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. But I'm going to give you one that I'm not going to do it. So I, I, I'm getting better at minding a bit. But I'll bring up occasionally my – it's so weird to have a manager. What it is is that I have someone – really, it's like a babysitter. She – like I have Rod, who's my radio boss, and Jen in New York. Who, they're, they're my radio bosses who I report to directly. Rod is in Nashville. Jen's in New York. Mary Forrest is my manager, and she does not work for iHeart. Like that, my heart's my main company, the radio station company. Like I'm a one iHeart. But what she does is because of the books and because of the band CDs and the touring, and because of the stand-up comedy shows and uh, what else do I do? The I don't know. There's a we can't talk about other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's other, like, because of everything, like, she just kind of makes sure all of it goes as planned. Um, which, by the way, and she, we're not announcing it yet, but we are doing the Million Dollar Show again this year in, in Nashville. Like, this is, the Raging Idiots, we're finishing up this year and then we're done. I don't, listen, if, if, I'm not, we'll, eventually we'll probably come back. 
but not for a long time because because of some other projects that are happening after the December 31st show, like the band is over and we'll do like we went to St. Jude yesterday. It's fantastic. We'll do stuff like that always. And we may make another comedy record in a year or so who knows, but um, like we're, we have been on the road for three years without a break because when we started the raging idiots, it was Eddie and I driving around with a guitar and just playing restaurants. Yeah. You guys didn't even have cables. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. We had nothing. <laughs> and we just wanted to make it work so much. And I, I've told a story before that, you know, we, I remember saying, because I had the Raging Idiots since like high school, right? And it's always been a, a different incarnation of it. And I remember telling Eddie, like, hey, like the Raging Idiots, when we started out, it was just us playing restaurants for charity. That was That was it. And we played for like 40 people. And I said, hey, if we ever make a million dollars, we should try to get a record deal. Like a comedy record. That should be our gift to ourselves if we raise a million dollars for charity with the Raging Idiots. And uh, we never thought that would happen. And what happened was we weren't good, but the show started to get bigger because we were nuts. People would just come out. And so the shows got bigger, so we started raising more money and raising more money and raising more money. And the shows just got bigger and bigger, and it started snowballing. I remember one show we did in Austin made like $300,000. Yeah. And so they, we hit the million-dollar mark. Like we were like, whoa. And so some of the shows that we were doing were so big that before we signed our record deal with Black River Entertainment, we hit $2 million. And it was like, oh, my goodness. So... Then everything changed, and we were like, let's just go play bigger places, and um, we started playing theaters. And what happened was, then I started doing stand-up. Once we started doing theaters, I kind of got back in stand-up. And I'm going to do, next year, I'm going to do a bunch of stand-up. But I would just, I would open for the Raging Idiots. And so I would go out and do, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. So, like, Kelsey would play first, and then, or Lindsay L., or... Maggie Rose or Cam or I, I know I'm forgetting people we've taken on the road with us, but we've had these people that we've had with us. Um, and then I would be the middle person to do stand up and then the raging idiots would play. And then that turned into, well, if we're going to fill a theater, we need to go ahead and hire a full band. Anyway, it's just been a snowball, but we're done after December 31st. Because we're doing a show in uh, Vegas. That's our last like touring show. But we're, we're going to announce the Million Dollar Show, which will be after that, which is a big deal. And a lot of uh, artists are playing with us um, for, at the Ryman again, which is not the official announcement. So if anybody's listening to this, is going to get mad at me. It's not the official announcement. So I'm not saying anything. But yes, we're going to do it again because it's going to be for St. Jude, which we were at St. Jude yesterday, and it was awesome. We went and played at St. Jude, and they gave me a nice award, which was great, and I appreciate that. It's never about that for me. But I didn't know they were even doing that, quite frankly. I knew that we were going to go play for the kids, which is about, I think, the third or fourth time we've done that. And then I knew I was going to go shoot a lot of uh, television stuff inside of their studios while being there instead of shooting in our studios. So we spent all day yesterday at St. Jude. It's crazy because, really, if you get into St. Jude, you don't pay for anything. Like, they take care of everything. Now, if you're ever looking for things, I don't know, maybe it's just like at the end of the year and you're like, i got to make a tax right off or maybe just in your heart to find somewhere like St. Jude's like legit like it's like legit legit 
And so, and I didn't even know how legit it was until I went for myself and started being involved with them. But uh, that's what we did yesterday. Um, so there's that. Moving, moving into the new house. Again, I think the studio, I think the room sounds good. Yeah. Like this is, again, just a test episode. We didn't bring a guest in because I didn't want to bring someone in to record a whole thing then and not work. We're like, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. We couldn't get that to upload. But I got a new house, and in this room that we are now, it's a bedroom, but it used to just be two recliners and a little table with a setup. Now we've got a, a couch, yeah. an extra chair, some guitars. There's a TV we're going to hang up on the wall. Yeah. There's, uh, we even have a few things hanging in the room just to give people a, a, a visual. Like for me, things that like I've been involved with or, and when people personalize it, it's really cool. So like I have hanging on the wall Chris Jansen's vinyl record they wrote a note on because of the Buy Me a Boat story, um, which was, I mean, it's been written about a thousand times now. Um, Eric Pasley, his record when it came out, because we were the first people to ever play Friday Night. Like as soon as he got it, he drove it over to the studio. As soon as he got it, like, it was like, here, I have this. And we played it. It was like the first time I ever played it anywhere. And so Friday night went to be a number one song. And so Eric Pasley, you know, got the record and signed it and wrote a nice note. And it was like, dude, whatever. And he also signed a guitar with every lyric to Friday night on it, which was awesome. So I have a signed Eric Pasley, who's also, full disclosure, a friend at this point, like a good friend. So is Chris Jansen, though. Um, Mara Morris, he wrote uh, a record. And, you know, we were playing Mary Morse before our songs were even available for radio. Like, we were stealing it off the yeah. internet. <laughs> and so, you know, she, uh, and then Keith Urban wrote me a real nice note the other day. I, Keith Urban is just a good dude. Like, I, I have nothing to do with Keith Urban. Um, I just like playing his music and love his music. But he's just a really good dude. And so he wrote me a really nice note on a record, and I thought it was so cool. That's framed up on the wall. And then I got a couple of plaques, one from Little Big Town, because Girl Crush, and... You know, that was one of those songs, too, that I played. It ended up being a single because the listeners downloaded it. Like, what's crazy is, like, the, the listeners of our show, that show is responsible for Girl Crush existing as a radio single and being their biggest song ever. And then I have a plaque of Kelsey's number one, her first number one at her first number one party. So that's what we have hanging up in here. I have a Razorback helmet hanging up in here and then just a bunch of books and stuff. But the house is like, I don't know, 65, 68% done. Like that. It's cool because it feels like a home. There's a difference in a condo downtown and a home. Like, I even switched my sleep number beds because I have two, and I switched the other one because I have a newer one now that I have. Which, by the way, sleep number, uh, I'm so appreciative to you guys because I don't know the Bobby Cast would have went very much longer without a sponsor. And Blue Apron from earlier and sleep number were like, we are in... Like, we want to keep this thing going because, listen, it costs money for, to have uh, space to upload this stuff. And so thank you to, to Sleep Number. I have my Sleep Number bed. You hear me talk about it on the radio. My uh, Sleep Number is a 30. And yeah, you don't have one, do you? No. Oh, dude. <laughs> I got Amy one because yeah. we were talking about it earlier. And, like, you can, like, have the Sleep Number different on both sides. And my Sleep Number is a 30, but Amy's husband's is, like, 150. So he's like real manly. <laughs> although, although I will say this, Amy's sleep number is actually harder than mine is. And so is her husband. It's way harder. Wait, like mine is 30 and Amy's is like 40 and her husband's like 70 or something. Anyway, 
thanks to sleep number. They have sleep IQ technology on the beds. And, you know, if you're not getting good sleep, like for me, I'll tell you what, I get such crazy anxiety when I go to bed that if, it, if I didn't have a great bed, it would be even worse. So you can go to a sleep number store, do what I did, lay on the bed, look at the ceiling, and they show you like how you lay, why you should have this number. And, you know, right now, um, depending on when you're hearing this, because again, this, you can hear this three months from now. But as we do this, there's a sale going on. Say 400 bucks in the C4 mattress, the Columbus Day sale, the lowest price ever. 500 sleep number stores nationwide. Call 800 next bed and tell them that uh, you heard it here with me, Bobby Bones. And thank you to them for keeping the Bobbycast going because uh, it's awesome to be able to do this. And we do have a slew of people that are going to come by in the coming weeks. I want to tell you, like people are always like, hey, what are you listening to right now? I this And I've been saying it for two months. Like I still, all the time, listen to this Walker Hayes stuff. Like all the time. To me, it's that good. And I don't know. And it's free, by the way. It's on his website. You can download it for free on his website. Like, I think as far as records go this year so far, you know, obviously Drake Views is, is awesome. Keith Urban's Ripcord, Dirk Smarin, you know, you know, Stapleton came out last year. I mean, there are all these huge records. But this Walker Hayes album is still, like, I play it so much. And it's too... Uh, different like EPs. That's like 16 songs. So like, I don't know, like break the internet. And this is a faster one, but here. I don't kind of make you want to shake a little bit, shake, shake a little bit. It's so like funky and simple. Well, excuse me while I humble brag. My swag's more ninja than the turtles. I am more interesting than the man in the dose of keys commercial. I carry a mic in my pocket. Cause you never know when I might need to drop it. Alabama, California, don't kind of make you wanna shake. A little bit, shake, shake, a little bit. Hide your daughter, my charisma is so baller. Y'all, I'm finna break the internet. Break, break the internet. I'm gonna be swimming. So it's like that, but there's deep stuff. He has a song called Halloween. And it's like, Halloween, what's that going to be about? But it's about like finding someone and not having to wear your mask or your, your costume in front of them because you can just be you. Like, listen to this song here. Before I even learned to play a note, I was on stage Mastering the art of selling myself at a young age Fear and insecurity drove me like a Maserati High school was like showing up at a costume party I was a comedian, an athlete, a golden boy, a black sheep Whatever I had to be to make the world throw candy at me And college was the same act, different play It was October 31st every day And the real world was an all too familiar street Another trick, another treat Then I knock, knock Knocked on your door Every mask I ever wore Shattered like glass on the floor And it was like Halloween ended To all the people I pretended to be Rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace Halloween ended To all the people I pretended I don't know why I'm like this, but what would it change if I knew? Maybe my parents messed up, but hey, they're just dressed up kids too. Maybe I guess what I'm trying to say is I love you. 
for being somebody I'm not ashamed to introduce my skeletons to. I still put on my Superman cape and hide in it, but when I'm with you, it comes untied for a minute. Hits the ground in the shadow of your skin. For the first time, I was comfortable in my when I knock, knock, knock on your door. I mean, that is just like the jam, man. Sky ever wore, shattered like glass on the floor. It was like Halloween ended. I think it's my favorite record this year of all those. I think this is not, and it's not even a real record. You can't buy the CD anywhere. But I'm like, man, it's so good. Uh, and it's free. By the way, it's free. You download it for free. Walker Hayes website, walkerhayes.com. He doesn't even know I'm talking about this right now. Probably didn't even know I have a podcast. Probably has no idea. Uh, so there's that. Um, played the, play, I feel like so much has happened since the last thing because we were moving and it's been a week since we've talked. But we played the uh, Grand Ole Opry last week for the second time. And it was fun. I was actually able to enjoy it. I did not enjoy it the first time. It was not fun the first time. It wasn't not fun, but it was very pressure-filled, and there were 100 people there, and it was like, it's your Opry debut, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Like, there were a lot of people, too, that were very hesitant about us being there, and we, acted, we did a good job. The Raging Gate, we, did, we were good. We were funny the first time. And so... Um, I'll say that, yeah. Like, I, like I'm, I'm, prou- I'm proud that we were good enough. They had us back again. So the first time, I didn't even look in the crowd, really, I don't think. I was like, oh, my goodness. I cannot believe I'm standing on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry. And there's a circle and circle, same circle that everybody that's played their stand is stood on. Like from, I mean, everyone from Johnny Cash to Paisley to Dirks earlier that night to New I mean, everyone has stood in that exact same circle. And so I, the second time I got to stand in it and play and the first time, I didn't look in the crowd because I was, I was like, what's happening? This is crazy. And then everyone's there, and they're all like, we're, we're here to watch you. The first time, like, oh, my goodness, it's going to be so good. So you, you're like, oh, no. It's, again, it's like the wedding thing where you have, to like say, you have to go and say hi to everybody and be like, oh, I'm so glad you came. And I am glad they came, but it's like you don't really get to enjoy being in the room, the, the dressing room, you know, walking around, checking out the stuff because – you're kind of entertaining. And so the second time I went, there were like four people showed up, you know. And it was cool because I walked out and they do the whole introduction because it's a live radio show. And you go out and you just stand there while they're doing it. And you're like on the stage, but looked around the crowd, like looked at the people, like took it all in. And then we played and it was good. Like I actually, it was a lot of fun. And I rarely have fun when I do things that are cool. Because I always feel like I'm going to screw them up. I have more fun looking at pictures of things than actually doing the things. Which I know I need to go back to uh, a psychiatrist for. But for me, the fun isn't in doing it. The fun is if I did a good job at it, looking back at a picture and remembering it. So we did When I Grow Up at the, at the Opry this time. Which we didn't do last time. And we still got some kids to dance with us. So it's like people have kids. When I grow up. And just fly away. So we did this. Yeah. We were going to do Potty Party, but, but people were like, you probably shouldn't do Potty <laughs> I think there's anything wrong doing Potty Party. But they were like, I don't know, it's the Opry Potty Party. It's about the potty. And I was like, I think I drank too much milk. It's a kid's song, obviously. Or did I drink too much water? Well, I don't know where it is. I hope that it's not. 
And I was like, what's the difference? Because we played If I Was Your Boyfriend again, which is just me on guitar and Eddie singing little harmonies. But the final line, If I Was Your Boyfriend, was, I will lick all of your toes. And I was like, how is that any worse or better than Potty Party about teaching a kid? Whatever. It was awesome. Like, I had a really good time at the Opry, and I didn't get to talk about that because we haven't done one of these in a while. But that was a really cool thing uh, for me. So... I think everything is running right. How long are we into this? 32 minutes. Yeah, I don't think this needs to be terribly long or anything. Is there anything on your mind, Mike? Anything you want to know? Anything that uh, while we're here? No, I'm just looking at Dusty. Uh, yeah, Dusty's asleep out. on the couch. Uh, Dusty, because of my house, like I went from a condo where it was intense mm-hmm. downtown. Like everyone always says, hey, you should live in New York City for part of your life. Uh, man, New York's cold. I, I've had the opportunity to live in New York, never took it. Um, but New York's way cold. So I got my, my you should, everybody should live downtown for a minute, part of my life, over mm-hmm. with. And I live downtown, and I don't anymore. I still, although I still have the place. I'm still paying a mortgage on it. Ugh. Because they're, still, they're doing construction still, and I can't sell it because there's, it's like you walk, you're walking into a, a warehouse. And so when you live downtown, it's just constant. Everybody's walking around outside. There's boom, 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 music out. Like I said, a place that was really close to uh, a bunch of live music here in town. And then you move out here, and it is a little farther away. By the way, I don't know how to get home from work yet. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I've GPSed it every time. Yeah. I would start. I have no idea how to get home from work. I'll show you the quick way. I need a quick way because <laughs> I'm not going quick ways. I'm, I'm try, I'm, I, don't, I don't know how to even get here. Um, and to, I have a home. It's actually a house. It's a home. And there's a difference because I have windows. There's stairs. There's a backyard. My dog runs around the backyard. He runs up and down the stairs, and the stairs get him too. Yeah, it's not just the backyard. Like my dog is out by like five p.m. now because just going up and down the stairs, just following me or following you around. Yeah, <laughs> like he's just like out of it. So Dusty's in the room, but he is over on the couch asleep like crazy right now. So anyway, I don't know that we got a lot more. Anything I should address while we're here? Uh, the channel. Oh, yeah, by the way, channels. we are switching channels. After episode 20, this will only be up if you search BobbyCast, one word, on iHeartRadio. That's good. We should do that. Um, anything else I should bring up? Uh, the other thing we can't bring up, so I think we're good. The other thing we can't bring up, yeah. You know what song I like, though? Is this Haley Steinfeld uh, starving song? I know. It's like my inner 12-year-old. <laughs> it's good, though, man. You know just what to say Things that scare me I should just walk away But I can't move my feet The more that I know you The more I want to Something inside needs change I was so much younger yesterday oh. I didn't know that I was starving to That's good, man. I don't even know much about Haley Steinfeld. I met her a couple times at iHeart events. Yeah. Well, she was an actress yeah, first? She okay. Was. That's what I recognize her from. Mm-hmm. I, always see, I would see her at iHeart events, but that's a good song. Uh, the Weeknd has a cool song called Starboy. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know if you guys know this one yet. I like it. I 
That's a cool song. That's on the running playlist now. Which, by the way, without saying where, where is there, are there trails around here? Uh, I think there's like a park or something. There's gotta be something, right? Yeah. Like I moved to a house. Like hopefully there's somewhere to go, like run. Because when I would run downtown, I would just be dodging cars and traffic lights. Yeah. Run and run, <laughs> stop a <at> traffic light. <sighs> Green. Then you sprint across. Then you you never can keep an accurate time either mm-hmm. because you have to stop a traffic light sometimes, and then other times you don't. So when you can never like keep an accurate. This is my best time ever mm-hmm. because sometimes you just don't get second lights and you get to run all the way through. And some of them are longer. Some of the intersections are longer. So, yeah, stupid I'm, problem. That, I'm weird about that, too. I hate when I get stopped up and I can't keep running. For me, I just don't like to run slower than I did the last time. Yeah. And even when I, I was working out with my trainer today, I'm trying to get back into it. Like, I've, I was sick for close to a month. I mean, when I say sick, I wasn't sick to where it kept me from doing anything that I normally do work-wise. I even did Raging Idiot shows, uh, but I just couldn't breathe right, and it turned out I had some sort of pneumonia, whatever. But I um, had some fluid in my lungs, but I um, couldn't work out. So I like, put on like five or six pounds, and like, so I've been back, hitting it hard. Oh, I, I mean, about 35 minutes in the workout today, I was dead. I saw your Snapchat. I was dude. dead. I was, hard. Like, I was hitting it hard. I'm hitting it hard as I can. I'm trying to get back into it as hard and as quick as I can. And it hurts, though. Uh, but, yeah, I hate exercise. I hate exercise so much. I hate working out. Do you, I don't even like running. I hate running. I hate all of it. I wish, there was a, I, wish I could give part of my check to be in shape. <laughs> Instead of, like, t- work, going to work out, I could just pay to be in shape. Because I would. I would just pay to be in shape. And it's not even a dollar amount. If it's just a percentage amount. Like if I only made $10 and they were like, you have to give 15% of your $10 to be in shape. I'd be like, great. If it was $100, they're like, you have to give 15% of $100 to be in shape. So I don't think you should be able to be in shape if you have more money than other people. I think it's just a percentage thing. Mm-hmm. So I would like to pay the, equal, the percentage to be in shape. I don't know how we work that out, how it's created. So I don't want it to be a class thing, but I do think we should figure that out. Because I'm totally into it. Like, it's just like workout clothes, driving to the gym. I hate working out. I hate exercising. Luckily, I have a trainer that I like. Like, there's nothing about working out that I like. <laughs> there's zero things. I have to sneeze. Hold on. <coughs> but I do it because I have to do it. Because I want to stay healthy. I eat right. And I want to live longer. And so that's why I do it. I, want to, I also want to look halfway decent. But I'm like you guys listening. I don't like it. Most most of you. I don't like it. Most people don't like it. No, it's not fun. 
don't even like running. Some people get a runner's high, and they're like, I just love to get away and escape in my head, and I can just start thinking. Do you know what I'm thinking about when I run? How bad this sucks? I think I get that, dude. I like escaping. You run and escape? Yeah. like That's, that's insane. I, I don't escape. It's like I'm... If you're escaping prison while you run, I'm actually in jail as I'm running. <laughs> That's where I am while I'm running. It's prison for me because it is so miserable. I have one friend, girl, and she runs like a deer, and I won't run with her anymore. And she was, I ran with her twice. I made the mistake. The first time I ran with her, and I'm an okay runner. Yeah. And I'm okay everything, athletic. I used to be pretty good at everything. Now I'm okay. And so I'm an okay runner, but she runs like a deer, like just – Light on her feet. And it's like you. She's going so fast, but you don't notice it because deer move. Dip, 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 but they fly, right? I ran with the first time. I was like, I can't do it. So I ran with her again. I can't do it. And then she was like, Hey, do you want to run? Nope. I have no <laughs> zero interest. I don't like running with people because I end up wanting to compete, and then I I'll injure. I hurt myself. That's why I don't do CrossFit anymore. Not because I don't think it's a great thing. But I would always hurt myself doing CrossFit because the CrossFit, the thing is, you start and it's like, okay, there are 13 of you here today. Here's our wide, which is the workout of the day. And they're like, okay, first you're going to do dumbbell ups. And so take the dumbbell and you'll take it, you lift it above your head 12 times. Then, then you'll pick up a 25-pound weight and you'll run around the building with it and you'll come back and you'll do 30 setups and then you'll climb the rope and then you have, and then you start over and you do this five times in a row and the fastest time wins. And I'm like, all I heard was fastest time wins. <laughs> like that, all that you just said, all I heard was, it's a race. <laughs> so like I'm tearing muscles and my arms and legs and sh- just to win. To beat a person that I'll probably never see again in my life. And so I can have my name on a whiteboard above theirs for six hours. But I'm like unhealthily competitive. Probably just got the crap beat out of me as a kid and told us I sucked. I'm like, yeah, I, that's why I also want to go back to therapy. Um, again, uh, this was our Welcome Back podcast. Thank you for listening to the Bobbycast. We uh, want to say thank you again to uh, Blue Apron because they're awesome. And Sleep Number, you're awesome. And we get to continue doing this Bobby cast. And the thing is, too, they like National Podcast Day a week or so, two weeks ago. We're like, hey, I like the Bobby cast. We're only on episode what? 13. 13. Um, and it's already, this is already the biggest podcast in country music, which is crazy. But I don't even consider this real yet. Until you've hit about 25 to 30 episodes, like, I don't even feel like you're a real podcast. Like, you haven't even shown that you can make it. Because everybody likes to do a podcast for a minute. Yeah. it's Everybody's like, I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> and there are a million podcasts. And there's some great ones. But everybody's like, I'm going to do a podcast. And people do like three of them and they're done. Or you'll have like someone do like a seven-minute one. Yeah. And they'll do 30, 30 episodes of like four and five, six, seven minutes. And that's fine. That's cool. You, you just got to keep it up. So until we hit, you know, probably 30 would be a big number. This isn't even real yet. It's real because people are downloading it. And I appreciate that. And we're bringing on great artists and writers. and, and But, um, yeah, once we hit 30, I feel like we're officially in the podcast game. We get we shouldn't get any respect until then. <laughs> Pod, like, like, as far as, like, the podcast goes. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, that's fair. You have to prove you're going to stay with it. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we're going to go. Uh, appreciate you guys. May see you again this week. Maybe not. Um, we, we didn't have any guests yet because we've been moving. But we're going to go. Dusty, are you good, buddy? Yeah. He does not give a <laughs> crap. <laughs> <laughs>
on Snapchat. I am Bobby Bones Show. He is Mike Destro, M-I-K-E-D-E-E-D-E-E-D-E-E. M-I-K-E-D-E-E-S-T-R-O. Mike Destro. There you go. It's like Amy saying Aurora. Aurora. Uh, Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll have a more conventional Bobby Cats next time. Hope you enjoyed the show. Goodbye, everybody.